Warning, Serious Business is a podcast about Homestuck. Suddenly, I don't understand anything. Hey guys, check it out. What's up? Guess what we're in right now. After 20 episodes, I finally realized how we can do cold opens. (laughs) Oh, shit. Welcome to Serious Business. Uh, My name is Sam. My pronouns are he and him. And uh, I have this poster of Gravity Falls with, like, some bad glasses drawn drawn on dipper pines. And it just says, is this you pointing at it? (laughs) Oh, shit. That's really good. Am I wrong? No, you're not. You're incredibly correct, which I love. I was just going to make a fucking Adams Family joke because I'm weird and goth, but, like, you actually fully nailed yourself completely with that one. God damn it. <laughs> Anyways, hi, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm sorry. I am Samaria. My pronouns are they, them. I'm a goth asshole, so I'm, I'm just a stick figure somebody drew behind the Adamses themselves. I'm... Uh, Bastion, I use pronouns he and they, uh, and uh, yeah, somebody's just uh, doodled a a shirt on the the poster for the movie Castaways, and that's pretty much it. I think they actually made his beard bigger than the one that was already there. (laughs) Yeah, probably. Just added to the beard, doubled it up. Yeah. Welcome back to the end of Act 4, end of Part 1 of Woo! Homestuck. For real this time. For, For real, real this time, time. We actually did it. This time we read pages uh, 1934 to 1988. It's the end of Act 4 and a little bit more. Hey, that rhymed. <laughs> sure did. Yep. <laughs> we get a lot of, there's some good stuff in here. Yeah. Indeed. Technically, uh, I've pre-recorded my first impression. Uh, I I was asked to uh, record myself reacting to uh, S Descend. I'm not sure what you're going to do with that footage. Neither but... am I. Eh, cool. We'll do something uh, with it. Just put it on Twitter or some shit. Yeah. Anyways, so 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 that was a genuine uh, first impression. Uh, in going through this sort of section again and trying to like review and get ready for the conversation this is a section where both a lot happens but also really not that much actually happens like there's that one there's there's descend which has like a lot of shit in it and then everything else is just sort of like wrapping up like closing open loops Mm -hmm. and and just like you're like oh and this goes there this goes there this goes there this goes there and you're like ah yes okay cool there are certain things that I still have a lot of questions about and I'm sure maybe eventually at some point they'll get answered. Um, Depends. I mean, uh, mostly my question is what, why, how does Grandpa Harley have fucking Jade's dream body taxidermied in the real world? That is layers of shit I don't understand, but I'm sure... great question. Something I don't know. Listen, man. When, yeah. Anyways, but no, this was a cool section. Uh, very dramatic, very dynamic. Something yeah. sassy you want to say? If only we could think of some way to time travel between Skya and Earth that is currently presently happening. Sure. We'll get there when we get to the end. Yeah. Um, starting off, we pick back up with Dave where he was. Uh, he's just thrown himself out the his dead body out the window, and we find him. Ten minutes later, we find out possibly, but that might be hyperbole, uh, staring at the blood on his hands, his blood on his hands. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Gallo's calibrator says, Dave, what does your blood smell like? A perfectly normal question. Strong opening. A completely normal question. But, you know, listen, I need a flavor profile, bitch. What that blood be like? <laughs> Oh, this is our first conversation between Gallus Calibrator and, like, Dave, not Dave Sprite. Um, Dave Prime? Alpha Dave. I think he would hate being called that. Um, Dave. Red Suit Dave. Yeah, okay. 
Um, Red Soviet Dave. Gallo's calibrator does more of the drawing glasses and a record on some cool kids, including uh, the main character from Kid Chameleon. Kid Chameleon is a 1992 platform game developed and published by Sega, released for the Sega Genesis. The plot of the game is the boss of a new virtual reality game begins abducting players and the main character goes to beat it and rescue them. So, you know, kind of like Homestuck where you got to go into a video game. As a note, uh, Wikipedia is telling me that this art in particular was airbrushed by American airbrush illustrator Mark McGinty, who used his own son, Joby. But there's a B in there. I didn't realize that before. Joby McGinty. (laughs) Joby McGinty was 12 and uh, was the model for the main character, both in the art and uh, in the game. Joby McGinty sounds like the name of a fantasy character like a, a nerd character in a fantasy setting. Joby McGinty is absolutely going to sell you on fantasy Bitcoin. <laughs> yes! <laughs> you... And he yep. looks like it too. And he looks like it too, which is the important part. <laughs> Incredible. I do like how Gallus Calibrator keeps fucking drawing sunglasses on characters who are already wearing sunglasses. Yes. Uh... <laughs> Hussey in the commentary says, uh, for a little while, mining the internet for examples of these cool kids was kind of a hobby. It seems to be a whole genre of marketing out there, particularly within a certain range of time periods. Uh, GC seems to have made this observation as well in her brief study of Earth culture and correctly pinpointed it as the perfect material to troll Dave with. Yeah. Uh, The end of this conversation is that Dave's like, oh, yeah, me and all the other Daves who can see are going to have a party and you're not invited, which like. Yikes, Dave. Super yikes. Hashtag Dave is canceled party. (laughs) Uh, And then the end of the conversation is she's like, can I lick the paintings? And he's like, yeah, that's cool. (laughs) So it seems like she might actually be invited. Yeah. There's a there's a definite vibe happening. Uh in this conversation. This is this is a friend conversation. Yeah. Another thing Hussey mentions in the commentary is that like at this point in the story, we still don't really have directions for like the long arcs of our like beta kids, right? Like there are things we know about them that like might be ways they go, but like really we've only seen a little piece of like where's dave's at where rose is at where could they go like how are they going to grow up over the course of this piece and it's in like a section you know where you see dave like staring at his hands for 10 minutes at his own blood that's like yeah that's weird personal identity is important yeah then we uh move on to a conversation between uh jade and audios toreador which is uh, a mostly a, a reminder of um, something that we've already learned, which is that Jade's robot at some point is going to blow up and that um, Christina Geneticist really wants to talk to her when that happens. But we also get a little bit of characterization for Audio Storyador, um, <laughs> including one of like a pretty sad line of because the only time I ever had fun playing this game was when I was asleep, but now all our dream selves are dead. Which, like, damn, dude. He's just yeah. a little guy. He's just a little birthday boy. He's, he's a little birthday boy. <laughs> this conversation is so, like, wholesome. We haven't seen much of Audio Storyador. Mostly we see him trying to bully Dave and it not working. And so this is, like, the first time we actually, like, have seen him just sort of being him. And he talks to Jade so earnestly. Yeah. And, like, it's it's really cute. Like, I these are arguably sort of the two more, like, wholesome characters within their, like, ranks as we kind of see. And so seeing them interact together is just, like, I don't know, it's cute. I like it. Yeah. Also, Audios Toreador um, does a little emoticon, and it has his horns. Like, he, he uses a parenthesis for it. It is so cute. It's just, I love it. He's just a little guy. 
we also get like a somewhat messy drawing that's like his remembering sequence of his dream self uh and it looks like he was a prospect dreamer mm-hmm. it's very cute he's uh, just a little guy he's just a little boy yeah. <laughs> he's a little birthday boy anyways and uh yeah we we continue on to a conversation between rose and grim auxilitrix which uh, i could have gone and looked up the numbers for but it's something like four two or something because we know the order that they're having conversations in this is at least ga's third conversation because she knows about the smart rose and the stupid rose the stupid rose being john Five three or whatever it is, I think they sync up after seven. And it it pretty much boils down to uh, Grim Auxilitrix keeps trying to talk to Rose, and Rose just keeps saying, "I am busy. I am doing hot girl shit. Fuck off." <laughs> yeah. Hot goth girl shit. Hot goth girl shit, which I love. Again, it feels a little weird to call Rose hot because she is thirteen, but also goths are attractive always anyways uh and then we hop back to dave and gallows calibrator um she uh draws his shades on uh uh michael j fox from nope not michael j fox marty mcfly definitely not (laughs) michael j fox Uh, yeah michael j fox is not on this poster at all (laughs) That's true. Okay, okay, you're right. This is some, like, was, though? 35-year-old from Chicago who works for the pinball yeah. company. Got Michael J. Fox in to model for this Back to the Future <laughs> pinball. Um, anyway, it's a Back to the Future pinball. Dave is drawn, like, Dave's glasses are drawn not on the Marty McFly stand-in, uh, but, like, you know, messily around it, like GC's mm-hmm. drawing style. And then bro's shades and hat are not drawn on the uh, Doc stand-in. What's his last name? Doc? Doc Brown. Doc Brown stand-in. Yeah. And then Dave's like, no, wait, actually, this one's good. Yeah, you got me. I wonder where bro is. What the fuck is going on with Doc Brown's socks? Why does he have, like, knee-high zebra striped (laughs) socks? Oh, my God. He is knee-high, even... like, arcade floor socks. I like... didn't even notice that. Yeah, his fucking pants have been pulled all the way up to, like, above his knee. And he's got some, like, black and white zigzag with, like, blue splatter shit on it. Like, it looks... Oh, God. Yeah. Yep. I didn't yep. even notice that. Thanks for flagging that up, Bastion. <laughs> We also get the delightful exchange of Dave questioning how she draws and then says, it doesn't make sense. My face doesn't make sense. And then she says, your face doesn't make sense. Damn it. It's a very good, like, when I'm typing fast, I can type faster than you and get my message in, you know, like. Fuck yeah. It's good. Mm-hmm. This is a good, uh, a good time uh, uh, use uh, there. Yeah. Night of time, baby. Uh, and then GC says Dave doesn't see bro between now and the rift. Uh, and the rift was first mentioned by Adios Torador in his conversation with Jade. Um, put that in your back pocket for later. Uh, and then GC does again say uh, bro bailed out Dave when he entered. And Dave says it was embarrassing. Um, which like, what happened? We're about to find out. The last two bullet points I have on this conversation is that, like, Gallows Calibrator says Dave doesn't have his bro to lean on anymore, um, which kind of ties into our theme of, like, growing up and this being a building's Roman. But also the implication is that she's going to tell him what to do. uh, And so maybe we're not actually there. Mm -hmm. Also, importantly, trolls have cotton candy. Also, there's something particularly funny to because the the last bit is is uh we have something you don't know about a troll delicacy called cotton candy and Dave responds saying we have cotton candy dump ass yeah and for some reason dump ass <laughs> is so it's, uh, funny sweet to me bro and hella Jeff intentional misspelling ah yes you are correct you are correct. But yeah. Um, it also it does mirror the like orange creamsicle bit, 
where Dave Sprite's like, you guys have orange creamsicles? And GC's like, of course we do. What sort of society doesn't make orange creamsicles? Not one I'd want to be a part of. Which, like, mood. So we know they have orange creamsicles and they have cotton candy and movies with inanely specific names. Yeah. So then uh, we get a, a sound page um, kind of out of the blue. As descend, page 1940, uh, the end of Act 4 Flash. The song in this page is Descend by Toby Fox. Um, the song had been composed before The Flash was made, and that's true for a lot of the Flashes in Homestuck, and you can kind of tell that like the animation is timed to the music in some of the mm-hmm. moments, right? Every major musical track to this point in the story is referenced in this song. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Hussey talks in the commentary a little bit how that kind of helped them decide to make it a montage of a whole lot of stuff, d- different stuff happening, um, which mm-hmm. is kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like the um, the browser page for Descend is wild because the tracks that Descend references is a bullet list of like over 20 different songs. But what's interesting, uh, to me at least, about that is like that is an audio mirror for what Homestuck has been doing like visually and narratively this entire time. And it works really well in music. Like it's incredibly effective, like on sort of like an emotional level to hear all of these refrains that like you're familiar with, you like maybe didn't even notice the first time around, but hearing them again, you're like, oh, okay. This is a bunch of stuff I'm familiar with all coming together and it feels incredible. Yeah, even like the first bit uh, just starts off with the Amen break drum beat in the background and then the main Spurban jungle like in the background. And it's, it's like, hey, look, two pieces we haven't had together and now we're putting them together. And it works because the Amen break also associated with Dave and the Spurban is like, was used for Rose's entry. And the first thing we see right at the beginning is Dave's entry. So to kind of go off of that, uh, we start off kind of picking up where we saw Dave right before he entered the medium. Uh, He's climbing like the radio tower on his apartment to get the egg and the bird sprite attacks him. He falls from the tower uh, and gets caught by bro's rocket board kind of going by. Meanwhile, the meteor bearing down on his house is sliced in half by bro with his ninja katana sword which gives the egg time to hatch and is that's how Dave enters the medium is the egg hatches. Fuck yeah. A test of patience. Also are these fucking kids just all invulnerable to meteors? Like is that a genetic thing? Well, they rode in on meteors as we'll find out later in this flash. That's what I'm that's what I'm thinking because bro stands on this meteor like it's his god-given right (laughs) and then just fucking rips shit and slices that bitch in half and it's dope as hell but also just like you anime piece of shit (laughs) fuck you no that's bro yeah that's accurate i was gonna say uh ignoring physics to do cool shit is the divine right of the anime protagonist yeah you're not wrong so uh and then in the we jump to now and Dave is preparing to battle his way up his house so he can go through his first gate. Yeah. Uh, we see the guardians who are sort of all assembled. Uh, we've got grandpa, mom and dad all uh, approaching Skya. Um, yeah, mom's got a gun and dad's got a cake. <laughs> Which you know, they're weapons of choice. That's weapons uh, of choice. I, I, you call that balanced party composition. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. He's very good. Yeah. And uh, then it cuts to um, the battlefield uh, where first all you see is like some blood and some feet walking. And uh, it kind of pans up and it's like, ah, oh, Jack Noir. Oh, it looks like he's been doing some murder. And then. You see the communist revolution still trying, and then Jack just fucking murders all of them. 
just wrecks shop. Like, absolutely decimates the entire fucking place, leaving only WV. And it's... Yeah. Straight up, like... It's a little harrowing. Like, it it feels sort of like the like very beginning of Lord of the Rings, but if, like, Sauron mm-hmm. just kind of kept going... Mm-hmm. Yeah. After destroying the communist revolution uh jack you uses the queen's ring to unleash uh a red veiny like attack um to he's attacking carapaceans on both sides of the conflict now red like force lightning Um, yeah can i say the name of this attack i don't really think it's a spoiler i don't think it's a spoiler it's 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 not a spoiler it's just it's just a uh, intermission reference yeah, well, so we won't find out until later, but this attack is called the Red Miles, uh, which is a naming convention Homestuck has already done with, like, a color and then a unit of measurement. Yeah, yeah. If we have to say Red Veiny attack for the rest of this episode, I'm going to lose my yeah, mind. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. Yeah, uh, fair, fair enough. That's fair. Uh, the Courtyard Droll brings Jack the White King's Scepter, and then Jack uses it to initiate the Reckoning. Uh, just before Jack starts the Reckoning, we do get a quick, like, little bit of John in the lab, and with, like, ten seconds left till the Reckoning starts, all the babies are teleported to all, like, smaller meteors around the one that the lab is on. Mm-hmm. That's fine. That's normal. Yep. It's what we expected. I mean... Hey, uh, when you know the babies are predestined to survive, you can kind of do whatever the shit you want with them, I guess. Plot yeah. armor, baby. And uh, we go to the frog temple where we see uh, draconian dignitary uh, using the Mauk Meow Mauk. Fuck. Uh, I love us. Draconian Dignitary <laughs> uses the Meow Code to create a uh, Beck out of a Paradox clone of uh, Halley, the dog of uh, Colonel Sassaker. Um, Beck then uh, shoots green energy everywhere and explodes the machine. Uh, and AR is uh, present for that and uh, uh, traumatized, it would seem. Closes the loop. Closing those loops, baby. Yeah, That seems to be what most of this section is. Yeah, pretty much. In her dreams, Jade is exploring Prospect, having fun. We get some nice light music uh, as the White Queen and her entourage depart the planet. Uh, and then we get a shot of Jade's face with the silhouette of Jack flying through the sky. Uh, and then uh, there's a big, like, static cloud with green energy in Beck's face. And we cut to Prospit in ruins. Yeah. Jack has unleashed the red miles on, on Prospit. Fires <laughs> everywhere. Dead Prospitans in the street. Jack then uses his sword to cut the chain that's holding Prospit's moon to it. Uh, and the moon begins to fall into Skya. Yeah. The the vibe for this sequence is very much like Critical Role Omens, where the Chroma Conclave comes into Iman. It's just like, oh, okay, this place, which we've like sort of just gotten to know, is like fucking destroyed. Fucked. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, completely and utterly destroyed. In ruins. Jack then goes and duels Bro on uh, Lohawk. The Land of Heat and Clockwork. There's some nice silhouette art of here, quick for mm-hmm. one shot, where Jack is in black with a red background and Bro is in red with a white background, I want to say. Um, they duel. Uh, Once again, Bro stabs a fucking planetary body with his dope-ass sword, apparently. We'll later find out that this landmark that they're on is called the Beat Mesa, and Bro stabs his sword into the Beat Mesa and releases, like, yellow golden energy from it. Uh, Bro then absconds, and we get more static. And the Squiddle interlude. Fucking fucking Squiddles. The fucking Squiddles. What the fuck? What the fuck? It's classic Homestuck. We've had 
a bunch of very serious moments. We need to dial it way back. So let's have a fucking 16-bit hentai joke, I guess. I guess. Yeah. Apparently there was a point uh, where Hussey joked that there would be an intermission with a session of 48 squiddles playing Spurb. Um, <laughs> and so this Jeez. is the closest we ever get to our squiddle intermission for Thank uh, God. But, uh, well, maybe it's not the closest we get. It depends. Anyways. And then we get more static and we cut to the prospect moon falling towards the battlefield and Skya. Uh, Dream John, who is still asleep, has fallen out of his tower along with the horrifying Jack Jester doll. Dream Jade uh, kind of grabs John, tries to shake him, slaps him awake. It's um, it's a really yeah, like this is the section that is like some of the best uh, like animation set to music, like yeah, that we're gonna get for a while, where like jade's slaps line up like just with the beat in like a very good way it's a very like harrowing section where you're just like it's it's desperate it's terrifying it's dramatic and the plan is falling fast like it cuts out to like seeing it and you're like oh i can like that's not a lot of time Cause she she starts like just shaking him and trying, and then she just starts whole ass slapping him, and nothing is working, and he is not waking up, and it's like, oh god, fuck. She pushes him out of the way, and the planet falls on her. Um, Dream Jade is crushed by the falling moon of Prospect and dies. Which causes her dream bot to explode. Causes Jade bot to blow up. On top of Jade's tower, which then causes Jade's sleeping body to fall towards the ground. Um, and after all that, Dream John finally wakes up. Fine. Well, because now he's yeah. separated from the fucking creeper doll that was keeping him asleep, question mark. The doll but- also wasn't there when uh, Jade was like, knocking him around though i mean yeah i I don't know whatever i don't know sometimes mornings be like that for some people i assume not me sometimes yeah you get up at what like five every morning Uh, yeah disgusting horrible jesus uh yeah we see all the baby meteors uh go through their portals um uh, and then I, I think this is probably like one of the least visually clear uh, pieces of the animation um, yeah. where we see Jay, or Rose's house and mm-hmm. she does something and there's an explosion and mm-hmm. it's explained in the next bit that she's blown up her first gate but like for me at least that did not come across visually very clearly at all yeah i did not get that it was not until the game walkthrough wiki thing that we get to next and i was like oh that's what that was fuck yeah but hussy in the commentary points out that um this could be the influence of the like rose from dave sprite's timeline on rose that like the dream rose that she kind of fused with that like spent four months in the game with her dead friends and kind of hates the game. Um, But I also think it's somewhat indicative. Like we'll find out essentially Rose just really wants to know how the game works. She kind of gets at that in her walkthrough. Rose is kind of escalated to the point where she's going to tear apart the game to learn about how it works instead of playing it to figure out how it works. We we have moved into some beta playtesting perhaps yeah rose's qa testing sperb <laughs> somebody's fucking gotta because this is not a functional product absolutely <laughs> not uh, dave uh flies through his first gate on the unreal aired skateboard that he made earlier um and then uh we get the like sequence from the end of act one again where it's like the meteor point of view with like the rippling uh 
like mushroom cloud is just the same way we ended act one uh and then we get a little bit of like a post flash flash where in this last little bit we see jade's island again uh beck's kind of watching the things that go on we can see that like there's a little smoke coming out for where jade's room used to be and the largest meteor we've seen yet is bearing down on jade's island it's the extinction level event we saw back in act three in the skynet lab uh and then we get a little date uh which says this flash was released on may 31st 2010 which was the 413th day of homestuck yeah yeah the 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 meteor coming down on jade's island is the planet fucking jupiter meteor yeah <laughs> are we sure it's are we sure it's not the size of texas <laughs> would it matter yeah that is the real yeah still one of my favorite conversations in homestuck it's a good one yeah uh so the curtains close on act four and uh we get um the end of the spur beta walkthrough this would be a good reading if we want to do a reading but maybe we want to save that for the letters we could do a paragraph of each i guess or I i don't know if this one truncates nicely I just love the last couple of lines. The, in case it wasn't clear, magic is real. Pardon my aggress, you're on your own now. And it's like, fuck yes. This is a bad bitch. Mm-hmm. She is out. She is done. She said, fuck y'all. Fuck this game. Fuck you people. Like, she, yeah. she's just done. I mean, and I'm like, honestly, good for her. Yeah, the middle two paragraphs are also very good. The Oh, listen, the whole thing is good. I just blew up my first gate. I'm not sure why I did it, really. I'm not playing by the rules anymore. I will fly around this candy-coated rock and comb the white sand until I find answers. No one can tell me our fate can't be repaired. We've come too far. I jumped out of the way of a burning fucking tree, for God's sake. Which, like, that's that's the moment of climax you're picking, Rose. But... Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was the end of Act 2? It was. Mm-hmm. And then the other sort of question is... Who on, like, is there a person who can read this now that Earth is destroyed? (laughs) Is anybody checking GameSpot game FAQs as the Earth is getting fucking destroyed? I have used a spell to rip this walkthrough from Earth's decaying network and sealed it in one of the servers floating in the furthest ring. The gods may disperse the signal throughout the cosmos as they wish. Perhaps it will be of use to past or future species who have, like us, been ensnared in Sky's malevolent tendrils. I know, it's just funny, it's, the idea yeah. of yeah. like, oh, Which, the world's like, ending, I gotta check the FAQ. The, the the formatting of this page, like, really drives this home, where like, pardon my egress, you're on your own now, there's a little bit of, like, blank space, and then there is a signature ripped into the web page with some sort of, like, chaos magic uh, of just mm. RL in cursive on, like, on the game fact site, which is only like the fucking uh, what is that? Aerial uh, courier new. Yep. It's just good. Rose is a fucking badass. Um, and then, God damn, I love her. Beneath the signature, there's almost a full page of white space, and you keep scrolling down, and there's like a sort of tendrils that reach up into the page that are um, like ASCII art of like progressively like more and more darker cross hatching into a star void where well it's not a star void it's a black void filled with the uh fucking flithulu uh, lovecraft knockoffs squiddles they're squiddles they're squiddles yeah um and a little durst computer box thingy Slash magic wand slash uh It's a computer server floating out in space beyond the session, pretty much. Yeah. It's a computer server. It looks like it has a little um like prototyping tower or something connected to it that gives it a little a little magical little It's very good. It's very, very good. It's a very good page. Rose is a badass and I love her very much. It's also we talked 
a while back about there was a page with like three panels and the panels were all the same size and it how that forced you to pause in between at each one um, i think it was like the ogres climbing the tower around john's house or something mm-hmm. and this is kind of the same except it's not individual panels it's one long gif that you scroll down to the bottom which in the book is portrayed across like four different pages nice five five pages it takes <laughs> it really you know turning the page is not the same as scrolling down oh yeah yeah no. and we move on and we get some some exiles we get uh wv uh becoming new duds wv we see sort of the aftermath of uh the massacre uh we see that wv's wraps are uh john's ghost blanket a rag of souls so to speak um it took me this long to figure out it was called that because of the ghosts on it And then it you it jumps to John who is you know awake now and on Skya and he goes over to Jade's fucking dead body, and uh, he he takes the White Queen's ring from her, and it it's, God it's such a heartbreaking panel because he's just standing in the wreckage and fire looking at his friend's corpse, and it is, ugh. This is good. This comic is good, you guys. John sees where he's supposed to... He sees himself in, like, a ruined castle in a cloud. And then we see uh, the parcel mistress shortly after her exit from the session become the peregrine mendicant. Surprise, surprise. PM is PM. Um, We get a flashback. She having both the crowns of the White King and White Queen. Uh, and having killed uh, the hegemonic brute, almost just said hearts box cars, uh, she takes his communication device and says, hey, Jack, I got your stuff. Come give me my mail. Uh, and and pretty happens. much that happens. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. She gets the mail. She gets the mail. She gives it to John. She like slams it into his chest and then she walks away pissed. And the line is the mail is delivered an obligation satisfied. Also, like, the PM, like, has no facial features except for eyes and lines under the eyes, and yet manages to convey an, an amount of, like, rage oh, yeah. that is, like, truly incredible for someone with essentially no facial features. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, it's fucking powerful. And, like, John is just sort of in the background, like, extremely neutral. And it, like, contrasts, like, so strongly. I mean, yeah, fucking everything she knew and loved just got fucking obliterated. Fuck. And here's this asshole standing by doing nothing. Fucking just woke up. God damn it. Yeah, and then we get these two letters for even more whiplash. The first one is... Not signed. We don't know who this is from. It's in a dark green text. Uh, and it's from a new character we haven't met yet. Um, Whose and it is. Style is. Oh, huh. this character, you guys. Yeah. Let's, do a, let's do a reading. Do you want to do it? All right. I'll do I... it. I'm not going to do like an Aus- the Australian accent this character has in Let's Read Homestuck, but I do think that fits this character very well. Okay. Um, John, from what I hear tell, you've been through a bit of an adventure by the time you're reading this. That's so great. I love adventure, and I would bet my bottom boonbuck you do too. I think we are birds of a feather, John. I'm pretty eager to meet you. Oh yeah, I should have mentioned we're going to meet someday. I hear you like movies. Is that right, John? I love movies too. Have you ever seen Weekend at Bernie's? So friggin' hilarious. It's hard to talk to Jade about movies because she doesn't really know about movies, but I'm sure you know that boring haha <laughs> just kidding jade you know i love you and think you're a blast okay speaking of jade we had quite a long time working on this present for you it was a big team effort okay i had to do quite a lot of arm twisting to get her to go along with helping me make such an oddball present for you and so well in advanced 
but I sort of had my arm twisted myself to get this going in the first place. But then she came around to the idea because she can see the future. Pretty amazing if you ask me. It'll all be clear later. Gadzooks, with all this arm twisting, I've been getting into a good workout. We should wrestle when we meet, John. <laughs> Sorry. Bonkers. <laughs> oh, you're laughing about future shit. Gotcha. This okay. character. Ugh. We should wrestle when we meet, John. I love to wrestle, but I don't get a chance to wrestle with anyone that much. Do you like to get into fisticuffs, John? Scrums and whatnot? Me too. <laughs> Which just assumes John's going to say, yeah, I like that. Just I, like, yeah, me too. <laughs> it's very good. This character rocks. Anyways, you should listen to Jade from here on out, John, because she sure seems to know what's best for you. Whatever your adventure throws at you, I'm sure she'll tell you you can handle it. She believes in you. And then there's a second page, which uh, says, Oh, kicking Christ in a dirty diaper. I almost forgot to mention what's in this box. Sorry, this shit's so small. I mean, obviously it's small. Contents. And then the contents are cut off, but we see Royal Derringer, Quills of Echidna, and then something that's cut off. Something crosshairs. It's It says Ahab's crosshairs. I don't think it's that big a spoiler. Hussey uses the entire first page author's note to tell this character to fuck off. Okay. Interesting. It's a such it's a very tonal whiplash. Like and Jade's oh, letter too, which we'll get to, but it's like who like Right. We're going from sad to angry to sad to Fucking, let's have adventures. I'm a fucking Clive Custler protagonist. Um, like, Fair enough. Let's wrestle. I made the Clive Custler reference very intentionally because this guy sounds like the protagonist in some book, like adventure novel that your grandpa would read. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Like Indiana Jones for boomers. Sam, do you have any comments about this character? Thoughts, Fucking feelings? Seems like an interesting guy. I know he got mentioned before. Yeah, so we did get briefly. Jade's pen pal mentioned, and now we're yeah. hearing from Jade's pen pal. Hearing from Jade's pen pal. So I, I have no idea at all. I don't know. It, it's They seem like a fucking interesting, uh, bonkers individual. Um... I mean, I don't know. I'm excited. It seems I'm always suspicious whenever Homestuck in, like calls its shot like this so far in advance. And so it's like, all right, I don't know what your deal is, but it's a very far called shot in this mm. case. Fair enough. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh. And then we get Jade's letter, which is is sort of more upbeat kind of she she explains how she knows things and stuff and how like seeing stuff in Skya and all that jazz um and then talks a little bit about the pen pal and all that jazz um but then you get the last paragraph where it's like john i'm really looking forward to seeing you when you wake up i can show you all my favorite places we can do all these cool things together and she's dead now and they're not gonna do that it's really an emotional punch mm -hmm. to be like yeah we're gonna have this character who doesn't know what's happening like yeah it's like a sort of posthumous uh like uh fuck what's his name in full metal alchemist are you gonna um, talk about may hughes, hughes. Oh, may hughes can talk ah! about like where it's like and like we've we've seen we've been building up to it where he, She's like, I can't wait to see you on Prospect. I can't wait to see you on Prospect. Like, I wish I could, like, yeah. I can't wait to see you on Prospect. And it's like, fuck. Nope, that's not going to happen. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah, this is our first bit of sad stuck. Uh, and mm -hmm. in the commentary, Hussey says, like, here's the secret to sad stuck. Lay it on thick with the dramatic irony about how she's really excited to do all this fun stuff when they finally meet. When she'll be definitely alive to do those things. <laughs> yeah uh and then the next panel is just john single tier and then a sword enters the frame the tear isn't even <laughs> off john's face yet and uh he's being threatened the boy's grief is interrupted 
His ring sought. God damn it, Jack. Can't you let people process their grief for five minutes? Yeah, so Jack Noir shows up. He basically is threatening John. Uh, and then out of the box comes a bunny. Yeah, and we get the line, the toy has taken a new master, the tactician, a misstep, which is just poetry. It's so so the, the rhetorical device or the literary device there is called a zugma. <laughs> zugma balls. Where... Uh, the toy has taken a new master, the tactician, a misstep implied in the tactician comma, a misstep is the tactician has taken a misstep, which is implied by the structure of the first sentence. Zugma, at least in my creative writing classes, like was one of the like harder structures to do well, um, Oh yeah, I it's the that. our teeth and ambitions are bared. We're using the same verb to refer to two things with different definitions of the meaning mm -hmm. of the word, right? Which or different so definitions of the word. That's um, like Azukma doesn't have to use different definitions of the word. That oh okay, like uh, there's different types of Zugma where like any sentence that are connected by that like same word. So um, like the example that uh, Wikipedia gives is um, from Alfred Lord Tennyson's Ulysses, where he works his work, I mine, where mm -hmm. like it wouldn't be grammatical to say I works my mine, but it's mm -hmm. the verb is connected. And it so the implied structure is he works his work and I work mine, where like That's it's cool. like it that. the work is in the same sense, but it's because it's implied like and it works really well and so what's interesting is that i noticed this one first because it's like very dramatic and it's definitely the best one in this section but actually a lot of the lines in this uh intermission not intermission use this structure where uh it's it's one line two sentences the second sentence has a word omitted that either makes it a zugma or just implies a subject. Um, almost all of the rest of them are is. A boy's grief is interrupted, his ring sought. Like the ring is sought, right? Like mm -hmm. the... A temple is fled and soon revisited. Um, we do need to talk about the bunny here, though. Yeah, yes. we do need to um, talk about this fucking bunny. So it's it's the bunny. It is, it is the Con Air bunny. It both has um, Rose's um, knitted bits added to it, as well as it's got robo bits on it, and it's holding, like, seven different swords, and it's here to whoop your ass. Well, it's, it's holding a gun, a hammer, two needles, and a sword with a broken blade. Oh. Right? They're the, the weapons of the kids. Mm -hmm. I see. Okay. These are, uh, to use game parlance, the uh, BFGs of the kids, the big fucking guns. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Jack knows not to mess with this thing because this is the thing that cut the ring off of the Black Queen's yeah. finger. He, he um, fucking used this to kill the Black Queen. Yeah, and one of the weapons is called the Royal Derringer, which is also spelled like D-Ringer. Nice. And so my first time reading this, I was like, oh, yeah, it's the D-Ringer as a reference to the fact that the sword cut off the queen's ring. Uh, but nope, Derringer is actually just a type of sword. Mm -hmm. Hell yeah. Um, yeah. But, okay, so now that we know what's in the present, it's this bunny, which was given to Jade, but before that was Rose's, but before that was John's, that Dave gave to John. Uh, and this bunny was originally from Con Air. Nick Cage is directly responsible for Jack Noir. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which, as we know, means oh. that Nick Cage is directly responsible for the trolls blaming John for fucking up the kid's session. <laughs> so Homestuck is all Nick Cage's fault. Fair enough. 
uh, there's also so the panels here are the very nice like silhouette of Jack holding the yes. sword to John, and then we have the bunny on the battlefield, like the scarred eye of Jack, like looking shocked, and then an amazing silhouette of yes. Jack in the foreground holding out his sword. He's got. Like the only color on this page that's not black or white is the white queen's ring on his finger. And then you have a silhouette of John and in between them is a silhouette of this bunny. And the only text on the page is check. Check. It's and it's like, so good. they did a it's chess thing. They did the powerful. chess, right? Like it's, it's so thing, yeah. good. It's well done. This is, there are definitely panels I would say are, that are prettier than this that we've seen. Oh, but this sure. is just a very good silhouette. Love yeah. it. Ugh. Is good. Is good. Yeah. And then we do some uh, exile fapping about where we uh, see uh, the uh, authority regulator wrapping himself in caution tape to become the uh, something renegade. What was it? Our, our, no, I don't remember. Aimless renegade. Aimless renegade. That's what yeah. it was. Um, yeah. And then it cuts to him fleeing the frog temple. Uh, going to the laboratory, he sees John, and he pokes him a little bit. John is asleep now because his dream self has woken up. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he puts John on Bro's rocket board and just kind of sets him loose into the medium. Uh, and AR stays on the lab as it goes through the sky and defense portal. It's very good. The bunny watches Jack leave. Uh, Grandpa Harley lands his boat on the battlefield. He picks up Dream Jade, drops off mom and dad, and then we get that same like single tear. Uh, and he taxidermies Dream Jade. Because we can't do anything seriously. One of the things Homestuck does a lot is completely undercut its serious moments. Um, dead Jade, immediately taxidermied. Last time we talked about the... Um, how do I live flash? It's a, it's a heartfelt serious moment and Homestuck can't do heartfelt serious moments, uh, as a, like as a rule. Mm -hmm. And we will continue to see that going forward. And I wonder, hold up now that I'm saying it, I wonder if that's part of like the, no one wants to be vulnerable when they're a teenager, Mm -hmm. right? Like it's part of the, like there is discomfort in being genuine yeah. at a certain age growing up and i think that's communicated well in the story through these like we're gonna have a serious moment and then completely undercut with it with a sweet bro and hella jeff reference or whatever like mm-hmm. it's yeah it's juvenile on purpose yeah. yeah grandpa harley blasts off from the battlefield and then we see the white queen become the windswept questant she leaves behind all of her like prospitin court um, she meanders to the site of Dave's city, uh, where we find Dave's, uh, egg sperm station has, uh, been sliced in half because remember bro sliced the meteor that was carrying the station in half. And as such, it makes sense that the station's sliced in half. Well, not only was the meteor sliced in half, but the, the way that the egg hatched was in half. Which, like, the meteor was sliced clean and the egg was sort of on, like, a jagged, like, more organic, which is more of a close mirror to the station. Hussey says, fixing a big broken egg, I guess, is appropriately symbolic for a woman whose job it is to now repair and restore life and civilization on this planet. Your standard uh, egg symbolism. Yep, we'll talk about the symbolism of the entry items once we have all four. And then we get a flash to our exiles years in the future but not many and wv pulls out his spear he's had since the very beginning or at least his trusty knife which which he's had since the very beginning which is taped to a yardstick he's acquired more recently and from the binding around the knife he pulls out the white queen's ring ring. and serenity the firefly says oh my so this is this is a little bit of a called shot too. It's not a called shot, but it's a, hey, we know where this thing ends up and we know John has it now. How does it get one from place to the other, you know? And that's pretty much what John is wondering too. Yep. <laughs> he sees it through the, the clouds of Skya. 
and there's another cloud. And inside, a dark laboratory, unused for years. And inside, a fourth wall pilfered from a bureaucrat's office and absconded with years ago. Next to it is the taxidermied uh, form of Harley, the the dog. and uh, It's labeled Harley, or, but yeah, that's right. we know the dog's name was Hallie, and, and then, then he mispronounced it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it happens. Uh, also, the taxidermy dog and then taxidermy Jade. Also, in this room are um, all of the other weird shit from all of the four other floors in the house that we've seen. Yep. So we've got uh, the mummies, we've got the taxidermy animals, we've got the knights, and we've got the the blue ladies posters. The posters of yeah. The blue ladies. Which is interesting, right? Because those are all, that's the prototype bait for Jade. And now we see that with two dead things. And we know when you put dead things in a sprite, it comes back to life. Um, what happens right. if you prototype your dead dream self? I don't know. I don't really want to know. But like, there's also a dog here. There is also a dog here. Mm-hmm. We've already got somebody's cat and a bird, so, you know, fucking why not? Yeah. Uh, and uh, then we imagine what it would be like if we turned on the fourth wall um, and we get fucking scribble-stuck hussy in a scribble-stuck office with the fucking scribble-stuck horse poster. <laughs> I, I just noticed the horse poster right now, actually. <laughs> yeah, it's very good. And it's our second recap. Yeah. Page 1988. Again, it's a good recap. Again, they do it by making the text smaller in the book and making it all fit on one page. There you go. It's a good joke. It's, it's a, a great joke, joke even. <laughs> uh, oh, we should talk about the art in Descent because uh, we forgot to. Mm. Uh, in Descent, there's a lot of like different art styles in between like a whole bunch of different things. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the commentary basically talks about how like in a lot of animation, it's very character designs are very important and you need to stick to the character designs. Um, and that is not how Homestuck rolls because Homestuck was serially updating and just trying to churn out more and more content. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of what happened was like, different style and then hussy would change a little bit in photoshop and throw it into a flash animation which is how this flash was made in a week damn Uh, yeah i'm not sure what it is uh on the viz site um but this is uh the first flash that at the end of it there is a um link for art credits and a link for sound credits uh, at the end of the flash. They don't do those on the Viz site. Uh-huh. It's just a YouTube video. I think it's only in 360p even, which like, ugh, you can find a better rip of it on YouTube. Like, <laughs> the danger with watching Homestuck flashes on YouTube is that you get suggested Homestuck flashes from farther on in the story, though. Uh-huh. Use, use the browser. Doesn't mean you have any context yeah, for them or understand them, but, like, it will happen. Reaching it. Like I said, I am actively not looking for Homestuck content to partake in yeah. because I, I know I'm not far enough to properly shenanigans yeah. with any of that. So I'm, I'm, I'm staying in the browser and whatever fucking Tumblr posts you guys send me. That is what I engage with. That's fair. Fair enough, yeah. All right. Uh, um, yeah, it's a podcast. That's a podcast. We uh, this is the end of part one of Homestuck. We're like a quarter of the way through. A quarter? Okay. I think it's actually, like, I think we're actually pretty close to a quarter of the way through. I don't think it's exact, but Sounds like, right. not by page count, probably, but like, this is part one. This is a four part story. Like, the first four acts are pretty self contained. I'm sure we'll we'll talk about this more next time. Because uh, next time, we're not actually reading Homestuck. Because this is a good place to like stop, look back at the work as a whole, look back at what we've been saying, um, do a little bit of reflection, do a little bit of speculation. I don't know yeah. how much we'll actually have to say about it, but yeah. We'll do uh, an episode of review. There will be a quiz, so... Uh... Oh, no. Ah, yeah. oh, beans. 
Sam, what is no. the bad name that's suggested for John on page two of Homestuck? Uh, I could not tell you. I know, I more remember what Jade's is, because that one, there was a joke that got made out of it. I, I don't know what John's it's bullshit a, name it's was. It's Zoo Smell Poop Lord. Zoo Smell Poop Lord, gotcha. Zoo Smell Poop Lord, and then, was it Flighty Broad for Rose, and Insufferable Prick for Dave? <laughs> and then, was it Farm Stink Buttlass? Farm Stink Buttlass, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I could tell you what my bullshit name that we came together for was for episode one. Blunderbuss Piss Truck. <laughs> this is a good fucking... Wow. Yeah, you can find us on social media. We're on Tumblr at Serious Business Pod. We're on Twitter at Serious Bus Pod. Uh, you can find Smariel on TikTok at Ghost in the Bathroom. Go ahead and leave the comment, Catboy Approved. Let us know you came from the podcast. Uh, go ahead and leave us uh, your favorite copy pasta as a uh, review on uh, your your podcatcher of choice. Um, or, you know, write something nice. Frankenfiles updates will continue when there are Frankenfiles updates. Yeah. If, if, yeah, if you're interested in keeping up with my fucking Frankenstein project, follow us at Uncanny Product on all social medias. Listener, hit next.